Welcome to a special episode of the Productivityist Podcast. It is available to Patreon supporters and to the general public. This is the month of November, and I wanted to share this special episode with you. It was rather impromptu, but Laura McClellan of The Productive Woman, her and I wanted to have a conversation. She especially wanted to talk to me about the idea of theming and had some questions surrounding it. And we want to have a discussion about it. I said, let's just record this thing and have a really great discussion about productivity, the idea of theming and and all that stuff. Because Laura is super smart and she really is passionate about productivity like like I am. And I wanted to share this with you in this month of action, November. So uh, I'm not going to spend any more time uh, talking about what we talked about. We're just going to let let our let us in our past selves do that. So here it is, our conversation here on this special episode for both Patreon supporters and Productivity's podcast listeners. Go ahead, take a listen. Laura McClellan is back with me again this week, and we're going to debate. No, we're not going to debate. Because she's a <laughs> lawyer. I'd be crazy to debate her. This yes, for, you would. <laughs> this is for a living. Laura, thanks uh, for, for... we. This is one of those things where we didn't plan this thing, but there was some cool stuff that we want to talk about shed some light on, do whatever, and we want to like get some thoughts on and, and feedback. And and why don't Laura, why don't you explain one of the reasons that we wanted to chat today? Because I think that there's some interesting stuff there's interesting fodder here for sure. Sure. And what I mean, the original request I put out to you, the thing I wanted to talk to you about was the whole concept of uh, that you are developing or have been talking about a lot about theming your days yep. and that sort of thing. And how the, and me noodling on how does that work in a scenario where you don't control your schedule, where you work in an office where you have clients or coworkers or a boss or whatever who controls your schedule. Um, and so that was the original request. But broadening that some, we were just talking um, just before you started recording about the fact that I've had feedback from listeners who say um, – a lot of the people in talking about productivity, whether in podcasts or blogging or whatever, are, and you know, fair or not, this is what they're saying, a bunch of guys who work from home and control their own schedules, and they don't get what I, and the I is usually a professional woman who, you know, goes to an office or whatever, they don't get the the demands that I have to face and what they talk about won't work for me. Right, right. And that makes total sense because, I mean, a lot of what what gets talked about is, okay, like when people think about theming my theming my days, and, and we'll use that as an example because that's one of the things that came up initially, was sure. people go, okay, well, that means that, and I, I think the problem with what a lot of people perceive is that it's, it's a world of absolutes, right? So Monday... I could tell you what my theme schedule is right now, and it's very, you know, Monday is a writing day, Tuesday is a writing day, Wednesday is audio video, Thursday is admin, Friday is creative, and then Saturday and Sunday are family days. That's that's all well and good. And I'm not suggesting, by the way, that I don't think anybody else can cannot do that as well. My My process behind theming days is it gives you an overarching focus for the day. So... Let's let's go to when I was working in an in an environment where I didn't have control over my schedule, uh, where I worked at Costco. So I did not have uh, I, I had some measure of control because I was the manager, but I had to run a business and I had to be there. So uh, let's let's use that as an example. And actually, in some instances, I once I started to work for the company in another capacity, I did not have control. So what I did was I looked at my week, and and anybody can really do this, and say, okay. 
what do I want my overarching focus to be on these particular days? So client work, all that stuff. I'm going to have all these interruptions. We're going to have all these disruptions. But when I am stuck and don't know what to do next, or I, I just can't move the ball forward on this particular activity or project, what is the overarching focus that I want to have so that I don't get stuck? I don't get distracted. I don't, I don't stop moving forward because of the fact that, um, you know, something didn't come through. Cause then I think sometimes in your case, Lauren, I think, I think others would see this too, is that you, you, you've got people that probably leave you in the lurch sometimes and you're like, okay, I had this meeting or I had this thing going on and now it's not happening. So now what do I do? And then some people just get pulled into email or they get pulled into something else. They don't necessarily, or, or they just wait a long time and they, then they finally move forward. Is that a fair assessment to say? Yeah, I think that's fair. I mean, and, and for a, a perfect example for me is I had a plan for today and I was working my plan at the office and one of my partners showed up at my door and wanted to sit down at the table in my office and go over a, 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 an issue on one of her deals. And um, I, it, it was not a situation where I could say, no, go away and come back later because it was an urgent matter for mm-hmm. her and et cetera. And so I, 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 I hear what you said and I liked the idea of the, the overarching theme. I'm not sure that always comes across um, well or fully when people are, li- uh, some people are listening because they're thinking, okay, well, if this is my day for that, then that's what I'm supposed to be doing today. But I think what I hear you saying is these are what, this is, this is going to be my focus in those times when I can control what I'm doing. Right. And, and I think that the reason that when I describe it as such, and you're right, no, I'm not the only one that does this. Um, but in my t- case with the now year approach, when I describe this, Often I am dealing with people who do have control or are looking yeah. to have control. So, or people that are doing like they're, they've got their day job. A lot of people I, I talk to have their day job and then in their nighttime, they don't know what to do and they want to build their business on the side or whatever. And that's yeah. when I say, okay, look, it's very easy when you come home from a nine to five job to go time to watch TV, time to do this. Let's okay. Now what do I do for my business? Whereas I can say, look, if you give yourself an overarching focus for those, so theme those days accordingly, then when you get home from that job, you can say, okay, today is, you know, Monday, Monday is my marketing day. Okay. So I will work on marketing activities related to my side business. And then I go to work in the morning. And and that's exactly what I did when I was leaving Costco too, is when I left Costco. And the reason I had to theme my days at Costco, by the way, is I ran two departments. Mm -hmm. I ran, and you've been to Costco before, right? Yeah. Yeah. So I worked in the food court, which is where the hot dog pop deal that everybody goes to and gets <laughs> sure. is sold. And then I also did the rotisserie chicken area in the back. So the service deli, two, not only in two exact opposite locations of the building, but two very different types of business because concession, the concession stand is on demand, right? I want a hot dog. I want it now. I can't exactly prepare 30 hot dogs in a row and hope to sell them. Whereas the deli was all about prepared meals and making sure that that was set up. So I originally came up with theming back then because there were days where I had to be in the food court, namely on the weekends, Saturday and Sunday, when Costco's storming busy. But then on Thursdays and Fridays, I would be running the service deli because I wanted to make sure we had enough product to get us through the weekend. So it's mm-hmm. about being proactive, right? That's that's when that whole concept of theming for me really came into into being. 
I didn't really look at it that way at the time, but now when I look back, I'm like, oh yeah, I've been theming for about a dozen years now easily, if not more. Um, so yeah, I think that when it does come across initially, people are like, okay, so I have to do writing on this day or I have to do admin. No, it's it's about I'm stuck. I don't know what to do now. Or now that I have control, rather than jump into email or rather than jump into the thing that might pull me away from my agenda, um, what can be the, my overarching focus is, oh, it's it's marketing. Or maybe it is client work. Or maybe the overarching focus is, is a particular project. Then that's what you should, that's where your theme propels you to. And the nice thing about themes is that they're fairly overarching. So they rarely have to change. You don't, I mean, I just recently changed mine because my, my son's in school now. But it, I mean, most people can keep theirs fairly static Monday through Sunday. And I even suggest people theme the days that they don't have to work, right? Because... Yeah. If they theme Saturday as a family day and then they theme Sunday as like a housework day or vice versa or like a household maintenance day or whatever, then all of a sudden they they gear their brain towards, oh, it's Saturday, time to get up and do some housework. And then Sunday, if we're doing it vice versa, Sunday is the day where I spend time with my family. We do fun things together, right? Like I, I don't play video games until Sunday most days because Saturday is the day where I do housework. And it sounds rigid to some people, but frankly, you and I both know that frameworks foster freedom. Well, yeah, because it, it to me, as I as I listen to you describe it, it makes a lot of sense because what it does is uh, pre decide some things. So you yep. so when when the meeting is canceled or when you some time frees up on a day, you don't lose time sitting around thinking, okay, well, what should I work on? You've already decided. And I, I mean, years and years ago, before I went to law school, before I was working full time, when I was home full time, I did something similar in that, you know, I had one day that was my errand day. And that's Mm -hmm. when I would do the grocery shopping and go to the bank and do all that stuff. I had one day that I did all the laundry and instead of spending a little bit of time every day. So I, I get the concept. It makes perfect sense to me. But the, you know, as as I've listened to you um, talk about it on on your podcast and and in various other places, I've and I've talked to other people. The thinking about well, how does that work if um, you know in a situation where you've got a boss or clients who don't care what your theme is yeah. for the day, they want their stuff done. I, for me, I like the idea because I I like pre-planning and well, so it, it removes decision fatigue yeah yeah it totally <laughs> does when you're because as you were talking about for somebody who has a day job but wants to build something else on the side by the time I get home from my day job I'm brain dead and yeah. if I have to decide what I'm going to do then I'm going to watch tv and eat chocolate yep yeah. And it, it, it's funny. It also works inverted. Uh, Gary Vaynerchuk, I've talked about this a few times now, but Gary Vaynerchuk talks about his Jets is 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 our Netflix, right? Like he, <laughs> he watches the New York Jets every, like when the Jets are playing, can't touch them no matter <laughs> what. And, and you, I know when we've interacted on Facebook and I say, go Bengals, go. And I get the like from you and stuff like that. Uh, that's me. Uh, yeah. What's weird is that the Bengals don't play, ne- they didn't play this past Sunday. Uh. As we're recording this. So all of a sudden, I had the freedom from that thing, which is weird because the watching the Bengals is something I enjoy. And it's the thing that I'm like, oh, great, this Bengals time. And I know that from 10 to 1, my time, um, 
no one can touch me. But now from 10 to 1, I've got this 10 to 1 time, so what do I do with it? So yeah. it almost works in the opposite fashion. If you've got this, like, so if you say, hey, it's date night. From every every Thursday night is date night, which people do. They chunk that out, right? So the theme of th- that night is to spend time with my spouse. And then your spouse is out of town. Then what do you do? Right. Yeah. So it, it works both ways. It doesn't have to just work for, for, you know, work stuff or stuff that you feel like that is, is something that you need to do or feel that you you have to do. But it's also for the stuff that you want to do. If you, if you theme it saying, Hey, I want to, I want to watch the Bengals play. So I'm going to set aside that. And that's what that themed. And you can theme blocks of time too, which some people do. Um, but the other thing about theming is that what it does in, 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 it kind of introduces people to the concept of the modes that I talk about, because if you can't theme your days and some people can't, or they just, it's just not something that they're willing to do, then they can say, okay, well then what if you break down your tasks by mode? So if you're in email mode, then look at all the tasks that you can do in email mode, which is a similar thing. It's just done in a much smaller fragment, right? Which is, and you and I can talk about the fact that, that it is somewhat aligned with the contexts in GTD, except I, yeah. I kind of expanded out a little bit more, or at least make it, Maybe not expand it out more, but I think I, uh, there's a bit more of a, um, a personal component to it, like energy-based modes and, and, and uh, you know, time-based modes and things like that, which pe- context, that's the other thing, and I'm sure you've come across this too, where people go, what are contexts? How do I use them? It's, it's such a hard term for some people to wrap their heads around, right? Yeah, it's, and it's, that's always a challenge to try to explain to people who aren't, who don't have their head deep in the, the GTD system or something like that. When 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 we use that term, it's shorthand for a whole lot of stuff that we all understand. Yep. But but people that are just trying to get their minds wrapped around how do I get my you know my time energy whatever uh, corralled so that I can accomplish what I want to, um, you know the the only the best way that I can come up with to to give an example to people is for me errands is a context. Yep. You know, things that I have to do outside of my house. Yeah, home is a context, like a location. People really get, oh, okay, so these are only the things I can do at home. But sometimes that backfires, too, because people are like, well, I know I have to do this at home. So then they don't see the value in it. So it's very, yeah, errands is a really good one because people go, oh, okay, so I can do multiple, I can buy things for multiple projects while I'm out doing errands. Yes, yes, that's exactly it. Yeah, and for me, it, it becomes a big deal, that particular one, because my home is out in the country, and so going to to town is a little bit of a trip, and I'd, I'd rather make it once, make that drive yeah. once and get everything done that I need to do, rather than having to, you know, go every day for different things, but... Meal planning is important because it prevents us from being a disappointed wreck when dinner time comes around and we have no clue what to make or even if we have the ingredients to make the meal. It's a time and a money saver, but most importantly, it frees up valuable brain space. Creating a meal plan prepares us for the week to come and gives us peace of mind that we're organized and can feed ourselves and our family. That's why I do it and that's why Plan to Eat helps me do it. Your subscription includes access to the Plan to Eat website and fully featured mobile apps on iOS and Android. And Plan to Eat gives you the tools to clip and organize recipes from any website, the ones your family loves and that fit your dietary preferences and needs. And you can create a meal plan around your schedule. Then what happens is the Plan to Eat software automatically creates an organized shopping list based on your plan. So sign up for your free trial at plantoeat.com slash timecrafting. That's plantoeat.com forward slash timecrafting. The coupon will be automatically applied to your account and can be used when you're ready to subscribe. It's valid for new customers only. Give Plan to Eat a try today. So that, I, 
I really appreciate you kind of thinking through this with me because it's something that, as I said, has come up in a lot of conversations and just something that I've, you know, noodled about in my own head of, okay, how do I apply that? Because I could say, well, for my day job, I'm a lawyer, um, I've got, you know, client, a bunch of different deals I have to work on, client deals and stuff like that. How... Uh, but I also have to do business development. I have to do just the admin kind of stuff. But I can't necessarily just decide, okay, every Monday it's going to be this, every Tuesday it's going to be this, every Wednesday, et cetera. I might be able to on Friday say, all right, next week roughly this is what the themes are going to be. Yeah. And you, you can know. be broad with it. You could say it's like Friday for me is creative day and there's a reason because it, it actually was weird is, is Friday was going to be my audio video day and Wednesday was going to be creative day because Wednesday was when my son used to be home with me, right? Now he's in mm-hmm. school. I'm not used to working Monday to Friday. So what would ha- I'd have those breaks, right? I have a two day block, then, then have a day off, two day block and I have a day off. I'd work longer hours on those days. But what happened was as soon as I, I'm getting to Fridays, I'm like, why am I so tired? I'm trying to do these audio and I'm just so exhausted. I don't feel like doing it. Oh, wait, I'm working five days in a row now. That's why I'm tired. Okay. Welcome to my world. <laughs> well, and I'd been there before, but it yeah. had been so long. And so yeah. I said, you know what? I need to adjust. I didn't, I, I didn't like say, okay, um, let's just soldier on. I could say, okay, let's just swap themes. And I, I thought about it. And this is the thing you have to think about. It's not some people like I've taken time to think about this because I, I said to myself, okay, look, what? What do you, what day would be better to do the podcast on? Well, you don't want to do it when your wife's home because then you have to tell her to kind of, you know, you want, you don't want any noise and you also don't want to be the guy going, Hey, can you keep it down up there? So Mondays and Thursdays are out. I could do it Tuesday. Um, but, uh, or Wednesday, those are the options. Well, Wednesday's the day I need to fix anyway. So why don't I move it to Wednesday? And then I thought about it and I said, Friday, Friday, why is Friday good for creative day? Oh, pro D days. The kids often will have a professional development day on Friday and my mm-hmm. wife isn't home. So guess who's watching the kids? Who's, who's with the kids? Me. So by having Friday of more of a flexible day, all of a sudden I've removed that friction of, oh, what am I going to do on Friday with the kids here? Well, yeah, there's no I friction move now. things around. I, you know, yeah. oh, I can't do my audio and video this day because the kids will be here. I've removed that friction from the equation. And that's all this really does is it just removes... Again, like you said, the decision fatigue and all that from the and and I would say like if Friday is a day that's fairly flexible for you, I mean, call it, you know, like a, you know, a a review and planning day. Like that's your overarching focus for that day is review and planning. Like that's what some of my clients that that's what they use. Um, I've had some clients that they say, well, I work seven days a week. I'm like, that's ridiculous. You shouldn't. Um, And they said, well, I'm going to take a day off. I'm like, well, make sure you theme that day. And they're like, why do I theme my day off? I'm like, because then you know it's your day off. Call it your free day. Call it whatever it is. Like, make sure that that you give it an identification that your brain can go to and go, oh, it's my free day. As opposed to Saturday. Well, what do I do Saturday? I don't know. Like, if it's your free day, then you can go, I can do whatever I want. At least give your brain, practice giving your brain these triggers because then they, they'll use it in things like contexts or modes or or, um, you know, when it sees something visual like, uh, like you know, you're uh, like an at like some kind of avatar or symbol that you have that means something to you or whatever. So a theming to me and, and I appreciate you asking the question and I appreciate the fact that people are are saying, hey, are, are, that maybe I, I'm imagining I am coming up in that conversation of, hey, what does Mike mean by this? Or, or, or it must be nice for Mike because he works from home. But the, 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 the reality of it is, is that, yeah, like this week was a great example. You and I talked before we jumped on. Um, 
I was sick part of last week. I had to move calls around. Today was not exactly a, a fluid day for me, but it's an admin day. So outside of all these calls I've been doing, including the one I'm doing with you, um, I'm doing admin work in between because that's the overarching focus for the day. So I don't have to think about, uh-oh, better get writing done. No, writing happens on Monday for me or writing yeah. happens on Friday for me. So it gives me that capability to just kind of not have to think as much about the stuff and just get to doing the stuff. Well, and, and, you know, that raises a good point that I think, uh, again, from conversations I've had and just from knowing myself, it, what you just said made me think that it also gives you permission to not be doing certain things yes. for, for you. It's, it's instead of, and, and we women do this to ourselves. We like to walk, we don't like to, but we do walk around feeling guilty about what we're not doing, but I, I'm, I'm, as you were talking, I'm thinking, okay, there's a real value to be able to say, I'm not not doing writing. I'm not doing writing today because it's scheduled for tomorrow yeah. or whatever, you know, whatever that thing is. I'm not slacking off. I have planned for that. I have, you know, made a time for that and it's not now. So it's okay that I'm not doing it now. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, it's, 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 uh, yesterday was a great example of, Wednesday, I didn't do any audio video yet. I didn't do any video yesterday. I did audio We're recording this on a Thursday. So Wednesday, I would normally do that. My wife had to work late and she, she, she's like, well, just make fish sticks or whatever. I'm like, no, I said I would make steak. I'm going to make steak. And I had a lot going on. I finished my last call at 4.30, jumped upstairs, pulled the steaks out of the fridge, seasoned them, got them all done. It was a very, very busy day. And she said to me, she goes, well, no, no, no. I said, you know, I've got to, st this is, I don't get to, to not do this stuff because I work from home. I, I, this is my deal. Wednesdays and Tuesdays and Fridays, you work until 530. My job is to do dinner. Um, we set steaks out of the fr freezer. They've been out for two days. We can't let them stay out any much longer. <laughs> I said, I'm doing them. And she said, I said, you know, and I feel bad that I haven't been picking up the slack because it's been a very busy month. And she said, well, you did the Halloween decorations with Colton the other day. So that's, that's, I mean, that was a huge help for me. I, I got to tell you, the only reason the Halloween decorations got done is because they were my task list and they showed up. It, <laughs> it pinged and I'm like, oh, I didn't know. I mean, I know that Halloween's coming, but I, I you know, you know how this works. You get so close. You, you, all of a sudden Halloween's here. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, yeah. So, so I think that, that again, you give your, once you have those themes in place, then your task list, whatever app you're using, kind of follows those themes to a certain extent, depending on how much freedom you have, to be clear. But you then have the permission to say, okay, I've got to write a blog post. Well, wait a minute. Monday's the day I normally do writing. Okay, so that's, I'll schedule that. Uh, that's when that comes up. So every Monday I'll see that repeating task, you know, or, oh, I have this great idea for a, for a, for a product I want to work on. Okay, well, Thursday's admin day. So let me, let me do that. So it, 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 it does give you that framework so that you can say you have, like you said, that permission to go, I have this idea. I better do it now. No, it's I'm going to do it at a time that's more intentional so that I can give it the right attention. Yeah. And that and that really that's been a common theme um, in a lot of conversations I've had uh, with a lot of people and uh, things I've heard both from you and, and lots of other people, this idea of being intentional about it and not only being intentional about, I guess I want to expand it to, to be, I'm not only being intentional about what I'm going to do, but about what I'm not going to do or when I'm not going to do it and, and being okay with that. Have you seen the now pages that, that Derek Sivers has been putting up? Like he started this whole movement about the now page. 
I think it's a phenomenal idea. So um, some of you that are listening will have already heard me talk about this. But what it is is you have a page on your website. So for mine, it'll be – it's actually right now at mikevardy.com slash now. And it lists everything that I'm doing right now and what I'm not willing to do right now. So for example – I list my themes, I list my, you know, my monthly themes, so what's what I'm going to be focusing on each month and what my daily themes are, and then I say things like, I'm currently not working, I'm currently not accepting app reviews right now, I'm currently not doing podcast interviews right now. So Derek Sivers has created this page, so basically when someone asks him, hey, can you help me out, he goes, well, I can't, here's what I'm doing right now, and he sends them that link. And nice. it creates a story. And it's really nice because it does a couple things. Number one, it, it it makes you think about the things you really want to focus on and be intentional with and so that you give them the right attention. So it creates that personal accountability that you're putting out there. But it also saves a ton of time. When you, yeah. Instead of you saying, well, I'd like to, blah, blah. You can look at this and go, hold on a second. I've got a very, like, these things are real. No, I can't do that thing, you know? Yeah. Um, so the now page is something that I think a lot of people, so the start here page was a big one for a lot of people, like start here and see all the stuff I've done. But now it's, here's what I'm doing now. And it's quite, if you go to MikeVardy.com right now, it has a homepage and then it says, underneath my little mini bio it says click here to see what i'm doing now and you click there and it just says what i'm doing now and that's all that's on my website that's it so i think it's a really neat thing because you can say like in your case you know you may say hey you know i'm working on i know you're still working on that novel right yeah i'm actually uh, traveling somewhere to work with a writing coach for a few days in about two weeks i'm totally psyched about it <laughs> so i mean that's something you'd put on your habit working on a novel you know and then when you're writing that stuff down as you get to the point of like what am i willing to do what am i not willing to do that where you that's where you'd say i'm not taking on any of the writing projects right now because of this and so i'm sure you get the same thing i do where people are like hey can you write about my app which is fine. Or, hey, can I'd love to be on your podcast. Also great. I love to get those. Don't get me wrong. But you get to a point where, I mean, I can tell you right now, we've got guests booked all the way until the end of January. Yeah. Uh, that are recorded, not <laughs> or scheduled and recorded, rather. So, so you have to eventually, and the problem is you want to be proactive, but it gets to a point where you, you're being, and I've come across this, I'm sure, I don't know if you have, but it's like, well... I'm going to do these interviews because I know I'm going to need these interviews later. And then you delay on the thing that you've really kind of been delaying on for a while. So you find like this replacement work. So I think the now page for me, at least, and and I think for a bunch of other people, and I've seen a lot of people like J.D. Roth's using it, Paul Jarvis, a few others. I think it's it's going to be a real help for some people who are just want to put their like state of the union (laughs) <laughs> on, on yeah, a website. I like that. I'm looking at it now. What a, that's that's a really cool idea. I mean, it's, it's something that I've talked about before uh, on the Productive Woman. Is the idea that um, saying, you know, in, in this context of of what am I doing now? What am I not doing? Saying I'm not going to do it now doesn't mean never. Yep. Yep. And, and that there is a limit to the time, the energy, the attention, the money, the everything that we have that we can spend at any given moment and trying to do everything usually ends up meaning nothing really gets done or at least doesn't get done well and we're just flustered and and frustrated. So I like this idea. And all I've done is created a task and to do is that says update now page and it happens every month. So I get a repeating thing saying, hey, update your now page. And Very I just go cool. through it and look at it and say, okay, yep, nothing's changed. Okay, moving on. And the nice thing is my assistant now has that page too. So she sees it and she goes, she'll look at that too. So she'll refer to it. She's like, um, thanks for, for emailing Mike about an interview for your podcast, but right now he's not accepting interviews. Click here to see what he's doing right now. 
Yeah. So it, 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 and yes, some people go, oh, that's pretty. I, I think that you get to a point where it's it's there's a fine line between being arrogant and egotistical and just being respectful and wanting to be very clear and you have to like sometimes you dance on that line pretty far well and it, you know it's that's it's interesting to me to to i'm reaching a point where i'm having to think about that with respect to the podcast because in you know i've been doing it for about a year and a half now and in the early months, it was me thinking, okay, who could I get to be on the show? Because I, I only do an interview about, well, originally it was intended to be once a month. Um, and I was trying to find people to do it. And I am now getting at the point, and I'm really psyched about this, that people are reaching out to me and yeah. saying, I'd like to be on your show. And I'm thinking, okay, I only do it once a month. Okay, I could do it like every third week. I could do it a little more often. Um, but that's still right now I'm pushed out, you know, into January. I don't have them all recorded, but I've got people scheduled and more people asking to be on the show. And that's a great place to be in, but I, it's an interesting, um, it's a great place to be. But then, like I was saying, the interesting thing is that when you get in that place and why you're like, there, there has to be like kind of a, okay, I want to be at least, I want to be no more than 12 weeks ahead, let's say, or eight weeks ahead, because then you can you can at least keep it going at a reasonable pace. At, so then you're not panicking to fill content, but you're also not doing interviews where you could be, because every interview I do is about an hour. Um, I could be spending an hour working on my next book or working on a product or whatever. Well, and the other thing is, for me at least, um, one, one of the things I'm trying to figure out is if you record that far out, you lose some timeliness. You lose you some to ability. Be very, to... Yeah, you have to be very careful <laughs> with how you interview, right? Yeah. Yep, yep. And and when I get uh, you know somebody saying, oh, you should announce this, and I'm thinking, okay, well, by the time I've, you know, where am I going to put it? That ep- my The next three episodes are already in the can. And so that's a, a separate challenge that probably anybody listening to your podcast does not care about. No, well, they, no, I think they do because, I mean, it, it's, they wonder, well, how can you be proactive and productive with it? Make sure that you're, you're because again, I send these off to the editor and my wife's yeah. doing the show notes now because I, I don't want to do them anymore. And she's like, how can I help you? So I, I've gotten this show notes made easy course by Lara Lost. I'm like, hey, let's take this course and then you can do that. So, yeah. the, I mean, it's great. She loves it. She, I mean, she's she's loving it. So, I mean, hey, <laughs> takes that off my my plate altogether. But I think I think that the, the kicker is, is that, yeah, you have to be very if you take all that stuff off your plate, then you can be more conscious about, okay, so this one's going up in December. Okay, so when I'm talking about this stuff, how do I phrase it so that it sounds like, you know, like I, I think the one I just did with, um, with uh, I did one with Kate Flanders, Blonde on a Budget. Mm-hmm. And I said, with the holidays approaching, I know this thing's not going out till the middle of November with her, um, but the holidays approaching could be, you know, six weeks away, could be four weeks away. It depends. It's, it's all perspective, right? So yeah. it takes some getting used to it. Before I let you go, um, and again, thanks for thanks for chatting with me about this stuff. I really appreciate it. Um, as we're recording this, because this is going to come out a little bit later, Sunrise has been swallowed up by Outlook for iOS. I don't know if you knew this yet. No. Yeah. So as of, they're, they're basically discontinuing Sunrise. 
Microsoft is enveloping it into Outlook for iOS, which means it will be part of the email application as well. Isn't that interesting? You're using, are you using Sunrise? I've used it. I haven't used it a ton. What are you you using right now? Are you just using the native app? For my calendar? Yeah, on iOS. Uh, On iOS, I use uh, Calendars 5. I have that. What is, I mean, I, you know, they gave me, I mean, it's, it's Riddle, is it Riddle or Riddle? I can't remember how you pronounce it. I, I think I, I pronounce it Riddle. I don't know okay. if that's right or not. Yeah, well, there we go. We've covered both. So, <laughs> um, I've been meaning to, I mean, I have it. I haven't used it in a while because I have fantastic, I mean, you probably have as many calendar apps as I do. At some point you, you, you it's probably. It's a sickness, It Mike. is, it is, it is. And I've it's really. them all. <laughs> so, I mean, for me, I remember I had Timeful and I love Timeful and then Timeful got, got killed. So I'm like, yeah. okay, well, Sunrise will work because of the meet keyboard because I love that thing. And yeah. now all of a sudden that won't work. So you like Calendars 5? I do. Um, and I don't even remember now why I got it. I'm one of those just, you know, it really is a sickness. I, I listened They probably to, gave you a promo code like they gave me. They may have, <laughs> but, but I think I first heard about it either on Mac Power Users or from Merlin Mann, I, you know, on Back to Work or something. It might, um, I think it was Back to Work. I think Merlin I, talked about it. I think he talked about it. I mean, I've been using it for Because he uses Spark. Year. And Spark is made by the same people. Yeah. Right? So I think that he, I mean, they've been doing a lot of great stuff over the past oh, yeah. few years. Yeah. I love have, what they yeah. do. It's it's just, like you said, it's it's there's so many different tools out there. Like I still use Dispatch for email because I love it because of how it handles email. I love what Spark does too, but it misses that there's that whole triaging thing. Yeah, that I, that I like. And then um, I was talking to somebody about Cloud Magic because they needed, uh, and we were, I think we we're doing it on a, on one of the blabs. And I talked about uh, Cloud Magic because people can't use Dispatch with Exchange, but they can with Cloud Magic. And somebody tweeted like, "Oh, I found the email app of my dreams on Twitter," and I'm like, "I don't use it." <laughs> <laughs> I don't use it, but I mean, I understand the value of it. So I think the reason, so we can look at it as a sickness, but we can also look at it as, look, we are like the, we're, we're the, um, the test dummies. We're the, test, we're the guys that go, we're the, we're the people that go into like the, the lab that they, they prick all the, like we're getting allergy tests. So yeah. seeing what we're allergic to, we're doing that for all of you out there. So well, that this, was, <laughs> this is what I tell my husband is my justification for all the stuff that I buy and the apps that I try some free and some not so much. Um, but it's I, I, I go back and forth because I like Fantastical as well. Yeah. But I, I for me, I just like the 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 look of uh, calendars five better. And um, it's so. for me, it's you look too. like, I yeah. mean, uh, you know, you look at every app that's out there. And I mean, user, I'm not a coder, right? So I look at the user interface, like I look at how it looks to me and f- like the look of it. Yes. Um, the experience is definitely part of it. And but I oh, the look of it will always te- compel me over the the way it behaves. So I mean, Timeful didn't behave too well on iOS for me, but I love the look of it. And same, there's a few apps that I use that I don't necessarily, I mean, Dispatch doesn't look as pretty as some of the other apps out there, but I love the functionality of it. So I guess it, it, it comes and goes. I love Asana's new look. Yeah, As- I haven't looked at it very much. I was using Asana for a while. Um, well, I was helping a friend with uh, get a new person on his team mm-hmm. kind of up to speed. And so I set up an Asana workspace or whatever they call it to to be able to share documents with her and get her up to speed on how his business worked. And then I bowed out of that because I have, 
you know, other things to do. <laughs> um, so I haven't used it. I haven't looked at the new interface yet. Yeah, it's really quite nice. The the new uh, the 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 even the colors are different. They've gone with a mm-hmm. different color scheme and everything. Todoist has changed. Wonderlist is changing. I tell you, I'm almost at the point now where I don't want to write about apps anymore. Like I'm not going to oh, create. I don't yeah. think I'm going to create any products around apps anymore. It's just. Oh, I too- know. Yeah, I was listening to you and Steve and Eric talk about mm-hmm. um, apps and that very issue. And I, I can't remember which one of you was saying that the fact that these guys, whenever they change, they make it easier for people to switch. Yep. Because I think it was. If I've got I, a, I think it was Eric that said that. Yeah, and I was nodding my head thinking, yeah, because if I've got to learn a whole new way of interacting with the one I'm used to, why not give a try to this other one that, you know, that that Mike's been talking about? Yeah. Or, or And so I'm really bad about that. I've got, I mostly use OmniFocus for my personal stuff and Nosby for work. Yeah. So I've got Todoist on here. I've got Things. I've got, I forget what else. And every time you talk about Todoist, I think, oh, maybe I should try that. <laughs> <laughs> Todoist is, I mean, I still really like what they're doing. Um, I am, I'm always concerned about a tool that, I mean, OmniFocus, we were talking about it, obviously, during the Blab and how much they charge. So they're 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 going to be around. They're not going anywhere. Yeah. Uh, Asana, I'm not really worried about either because they're bootstrapped, like, heavily. And they've got some VC funding. But they're, well, not bootstrapped. They're VC'd heavily. Plus, they've got, you know, the Facebook founders as part of uh, part of the group in there. Oh, but I didn't to, know that. Yeah. Well, Mark, um, Dustin Moskovitz and Justin Rosenstein were one of the first two uh, people at Facebook. Mm-hmm. Right? Dustin, I think, is one of the co-founders, actually. Um, but... Uh, Tools like Todoist, I love them, but I am a little. I'm always a little bit concerned. Like Google's going to come along, and go, yeah, you know what? We need a we need a project management app. We need something yeah. that's bigger than Google Tasks. Hey, Todoist, because Microsoft did that with Wonderlist. They bought Wonderlist, so yeah. Google, I, I'm waiting for Google to buy one of something, because Google only has Google Tasks, and yes, they've got the inbox. I mean, their their strategy may be, and I don't know if I agree with this. In fact, actually, I do know I don't agree with this. Is is to keep email as the central battery for all of their task management. So like, you know, maybe buying a, a, a tool that will allow you to manage all your tasks in email might be the solution. I think going with what I think an integrated solution makes more sense where it's like, okay, we've got ca- contacts, we've got calendar, we've got mail, and we've got tasks or projects or whatever and drive. And then you can go in there and, and, and use that. I have a feeling that somebody down the line is going to get acquired by Google. And it wouldn't surprise me at all if it's Todoist. It wouldn't. Well, they're already that, there's already that integration with Todo, I mean, between Todoist and, and like Gmail, right? Yeah. Oh, there's the extension. Yeah, you can yeah, click on Yeah, because I've seen that. Yeah. I've got it there. And that's just because I was playing with it. It's when amazing. I first, it's, yeah. it's what keeps me using Gmail on the Mac over using, say, another application. Although I could use Airmail or uh, there's a few others that allow for direct integration into Todoist without having to use the, the Gmail, you know, web interface. But I'm also using a MacBook Pro that's rapidly approaching capacity. So I don't want to store mail on my computer as much as possible. But uh, but anyway, no, I, I think that the, the sunrise thing, I mean, hmm. it's just it's just, you know, I mean, again, we talked about this on the blab that we had, uh, you know, if you want your software to stick around, pay for it. Yeah, and I, I absolutely agree with that. I, again, listening to you guys talking about that, I was nodding at that. We all like free stuff, but free can go away yep. you know so that the people that design this stuff that support it have to eat they've got to pay their bills they've got to keep the lights on they got to they got to keep the investors happy 
Uh, yeah, <laughs> and if they can't do any of those things, then it's either going to get sold to somebody and radically changed or just go away entirely, and then you're hosed. Absolutely. So. Hey, Laura, where can people find you on the Internet? Oh, easiest way would be to go to theproductivewoman.com. There are links there to find me on in Twitter and Facebook and various things, but th- that's the way to find me. Let's do this again sometime, okay? That would be fun. Thanks, awesome. Mike. Thanks. There it is. That was our special episode. I don't do these very often. I like to keep the bonus episodes for Patreon supporters only. They get four bonus episodes a week. That's 16 bonus episodes at minimum per month. They're five-minute episodes often filled with tactics and tips and all that fun stuff, insights from yours truly. And if you become a Patreon supporter, you can get that now. So the November just doesn't have to be the month of action. You can have so many other months of action going forward. So head over to patreon.com slash and become a patron today. Uh, thanks again to Laura for joining me this week on the show. Thanks to all of you for listening. Thanks to John Polstra, the podcast producer extraordinaire. And until next time, stop guessing and start going.